Hola! Welcome to Dos Chicas. My name is Robin. And my name is Ashley, and we are two first-generation primas in our 20s, ready to discuss a little about a lot. Un poco de todo. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what does, what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> what, are, what is this podcast about, right? So, Robin, why don't you tell people a little bit about our family history and our background? Okay, so our grandparents are from Bogota, Colombia, and they came to the United States, as many do, to follow this ideology, this American dream, um, but also to give their children a better future. They came in around 1970s, and they left Colombia because at that point in time, the government was very unstable and there was no work. Um, now moving on to our mothers, who are sisters, because Ashley and I are primas. They came to the United States at the age of eight and nine. So, yes, they were born in Colombia, but they really were raised here in the United States. So they came here knowing no English, so they had to learn English, and that comes with getting bullied and having to adapt to a new culture. And because of that, there was a big culture shift when passing down a culture. Yeah, some of the traditions were definitely, I think, lost in that mm -hmm. um, because I think they tried so hard to assimilate to their new life and their new culture and their new country that just by going to school and their friends, a lot of that Colombian tradition was lost in the process. Yeah. And so when they had kids, having me and, you know, Robin and our brothers, you know, we didn't have a lot of that growing up. Yeah. And so now as we're older, we find ourselves kind of searching for a piece of our identity. And I think that's something that a lot of first generation uh, kids and Latinx kids can relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Like our ancestry isn't yeah, from here, you no. know? We can't go and like find all these documents and all this history. Go on Ancestry, like dot com, com yeah. and do all that stuff. And do all that research mm -hmm. because our you know our history our family history isn't here it's in south america mm -hmm. and so i think as we've gotten older we're kind of trying to piece um together a little bit of who we are and kind of searching that and what that means and that's definitely reflected um definitely affected kind of the way we you know view the world and mm -hmm. how we perceive things and kind of just how we move through life yeah so we're going to be covering everything from politics lifestyle um, to the Latinx experience through the perspective of two Latinx women in their early and late 20s. Okay, so now that we've shared a little bit about our family history and our background, we thought it would be fun for you to get to know us a little bit better and to kind of interview each other. We yeah. know everyone loves a good interview, yeah. <laughs> right? The famous question, tell me about yourself. Yeah. So we're going to just take turns, ask yeah. each other questions, kind of give a little glimpse of what will be coming up um, in future podcasts. And so yeah. let's begin with that. Yeah. So Ashley, I go, get first. To go first. So Great. tell me about yourself. Okay, so a little about me. So my full name, I guess, is Ashley Liliana Gavilanes. Mm -hmm. uh, I am 27 years old. I was raised um, on Long Island, in Long Island. Long Islanders, <laughs> you tell me what the proper term is, I guess. Um, and by early mornings, I like to say that I'm an online ESL English teacher. But by like middays and evenings, I work on my blog and YouTube channel. One of my passions in life is traveling um, and living abroad and sharing that experience and advice with people. But through the lens of a, of a Latinx woman who's doing that and kind of um, 
showing representation mm-hmm. and what the uniqueness of that experience is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I, I do at night, but early mornings I'm working, I guess what the equivalency of a nine to five job <laughs> for some, yeah. um, except mine's like, you know, four to 8 a.m. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also a, a politics addict. I love politics and watching the news and consuming it and reading (laughs) and all of that good stuff um and I am also a coffee addict which helps Mm -hmm. with the addiction in the early mornings I was gonna say it helps with the early early mornings yeah it definitely does and I also like to call myself as a, a student of TikTok University it's part joke but also part true um yeah tiktok has some great videos on like tips on how to build just um instagram and blogs and things like that and Mm -hmm. so i kind of find it really useful Mm -hmm. um you know going there and just kind of learning uh something that i didn't learn in school because by by trade i'm not uh, a teacher yeah or that you know i went to school for business and i studied um yeah business administration with a focus in human resources and Mm -hmm. marketing and so uh, yeah, I'm definitely out of, like, I guess my element and my training. Yeah, and definitely sense. out of that bubble, that circle. Yeah, I mean, I did work in the nonprofit world for about two years in HR, but it's been now, how long has it been? Like two, three years? Two years, I think, yeah, since I've I think left so. and I moved. And so, uh, yeah, that's just a bit. A snippet. A, a little snippet. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you just a couple questions. And the first one is, how did you feel when I was born? <laughs> First difficult question. Um, yeah, no, I was pretty excited when, like, I'm the oldest uh, of between my brother and I and also with, like, all of my cousins. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest, so I was pretty excited, I think, for for most of my cousins. Although I found out yesterday from my mom that I was excited for my brother, but apparently like just a good sister when I was like yeah I'll take care of him and stuff I would like poke him and like spill milk on him and stuff like that like I was mean I guess um with my brother but I was excited it's that what is it that sibling like I mean he was a baby so like I guess yeah but I mean uh, yeah I was pretty excited so Mm -hmm. I, I think yeah okay what is your favorite travel memory or moment because you do travel a lot and as you said to everyone listening that you are you have a passion for travel and I know all your travel like where you've been but no one had not like really the listeners so what is your favorite memory or moment that you can give us a little bit that's like a tough one because it kind of always changes depending like the last place that I've been but I think the two that stand out the most is the places that I've I guess been the longest so when I went to Bali in 2017 I believe Mm -hmm. that was my first like solo trip Mm -hmm. um and that was kind of the entryway to teaching English abroad um going somewhere for a longer period of time than like a week or something um kind of being on my own and having that experience it's kind of what opened my eyes and started setting I guess like the path for where I am now in life and the other one would definitely be when I lived in Chile from 2019 to 2020 mm-hmm. um was teaching English living there it was a great experience but those are definitely like the two that stick out mm-hmm. yeah so going still continuing on with the travel subject (laughs) you know you've traveled a lot you've seen a lot of different countries you've lived in america there's a lot of comparison there's a lot of different things that you know this world carries everyone's different cultures but what is one thing you've seen in your travels or maybe not in your travels um somewhere that you would like to change Hmm, that's a good question i 
nothing like particular I think about a specific country because I try to go there as like a learner and as an observer um, and learn from the country the culture the people Mm -hmm. Um, but of course there are things that you see that you're just like sometimes you can't fathom or imagine like that's life Life, somewhere else Um, but I think a, a very just more broad thing that I've noticed really just it's always been there but it started paying more attention to it and mm-hmm. realizing the importance of it is representation um and that comes from just certain experiences that I had when I was teaching with like students and teachers like the different comments um like you know they think of Americans as one way mm-hmm. or like a stereotypical way or how they yeah, look or whatnot and so a lot of the times I would always get like oh you're also like you're from America like where did you learn your English things like that and so I think this idea of like representation in different um just sectors and different spaces is so important and I think that's something also that really just drove me to just uh, start my blog and you know YouTube just to share another perspective and bring that into to just the light Mm -hmm. to the center stage I guess in a way um there are people doing it out there but I think nearly just not as uh, as much as yeah. I would like. I would like to consume more Latinx women um, traveling, living abroad, and, like, what that experience is like. You yeah. know, the joys of it, but also what are some of the hardships or obstacles that, you know, we faced. Yep. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, another question. One more. Okay. Before. Um, what's one of your passions? Besides traveling, as we've okay. just literally like spoken about, I was like, okay, it. this girl but. talks about travel. Yeah, so one of my other passions, I I guess there's a two. One is cooking for sure. I love cooking and just creating. I guess in the kitchen mm-hmm. is something. I guess kind of that goes along a little bit with um, traveling because you get to go to another country, learn about like their food. You know, yeah. maybe you take a cooking class or someone teaches you how to cook one of their dishes so that definitely goes with that yeah um but I also think um and it's something more that I started kind of realizing is like the idea of storytelling Mm -hmm. I don't profess to be the most amazing writer or Mm -hmm. video editor or any of those things but there is something about um storytelling like whether it's sharing your experience or tips or advice or whatever it is that feeling when like you're watching something or reading something whatever it is and you're just like oh like okay I feel seen or resonate yeah yeah, and you take it with you yeah Yeah. like this person gets me or I'm not crazy because I feel seen there's something really beautiful I think about that and I think that kind of you know builds a connection and makes the world seem a little less scary in a way and so that's something that I've found um I've kind of always known but in the last year or so have been trying to kind of cultivate and yeah. kind of listen to that also that part of me yeah I also think we get so caught up with because our lives are essentially a story yeah and you know we should be more telling people about the things we've experienced mm-hmm. things we've seen and I think a lot of us could just get caught up with I guess reality in a sense with like all the negativity with like paying bills and yeah. stuff like that but where's like the lightness behind all that and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of forget that mm-hmm. I think that needs to be brought out more the spark yeah definitely yeah okay so now <laughs> I'm done <laughs> really no. <laughs> <laughs> um so now let's go to Robin right she's the younger one of the two I'm the one in the late 20s Robin is the one who's in her early 20s yes. so yeah Robin just tell us a bit about you and who mm-hmm. you are 
the dreaded question. Yeah, the dreaded question. <laughs> I always get stuck with this question. Yeah. Interview practice. Yeah, but I am Robin. <laughs> I guess I'm going to say my full name is Ashley Dead. Robin Ashton Salazar Gill. I'm 22, and I am a senior in college. I have one more semester left before I enter the real world or whatever that is. You know, after COVID, we'll see what the real world defines yeah. to be because right now it's very tarred. I love animals and I love makeup. I mean, as I grow older, I'm much. I'm still into makeup, but I'm much more into natural and like skin mm-hmm. and just like learning about your skin and like you know taking care of it. As we get older, you know, wrinkles come out. You know, <laughs> hydration. She says that as she's in her early twenties. <laughs> yeah, but those are things that like I don't know. They say to start young when I like yeah. research about it, but. On my downtime, I go on TikTok and I watch YouTube. I do this, like, I crack up. I do this all the time. Um, I'm very passionate. I'm very stubborn. And I'm very loud and opinionated. I can second that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a Capricorn, if that explains a lot. Um, Right now, I'm just a girl trying to make sense of this life. That's what I usually say. Um, The life that I have, my everyday life. As sure, I'm like, everyone's doing that. Um, I don't think just because of my age, I think everyone, this, like, resonates with everyone because I've heard stories of 30-year-old literally going back to college f- trying to figure out their life. So, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. No, yeah. I actually like that kind of bit where you say that I'm just trying to make sense of this life because I think everybody at some point in their life, multiple times in their life, are always trying to make sense of life and that mm-hmm. always looks different and... Um, you do different things but right now I guess where you are in life you are 22 you're your last year of college right also you're doing this but like in the middle of a pandemic so it's not the typical or normal college experience it's not something you would imagine either yeah Yeah. so there is like this whole other emotional thing but what does trying to make sense of it look like like what does that mean to you that's a very (laughs) good question because I feel like I put something into the world. Like, when quarantine first started, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then I got COVID. And things, like, completely changed. I thought, like, oh, yeah, online classes, it's going to be so much easier. Like, I don't have to go into class and stuff. And then I realized, like, no, like, I wish I was in person. I wish I had that thing to start my day off. Yeah. And now it's it's really a learning lesson of, like, you taking control of your life. Mm like also it's a fight between procrastination and being lazy because you you know saying something and doing it is completely different and when I say I'm gonna wake up 9 a.m go like go to my class like do my class like it just doesn't end up happening and so I think being in COVID I think you have to take it day by day because it's just like you say one thing and you do the other and I think everyone's struggling too which I think is like the good part about it is like I don't feel alone because I know other people are struggling and I can really talk to them about it because they're like yeah I struggle too Mm -hmm. I know like this um so I don't know I never imagined myself to be in a (laughs) pandemic like during my like college years but here I am yeah I think definitely there is like this mentality of we're all in this together in a sense we're all experiencing this not even just like as a country but as a globe as a world you know so it's not like this very singular thing happening to just us but it is everybody basically going yeah okay a little not such a hard question (laughs) um what are some of your favorite like youtube and tiktok videos like Mm -hmm. what is it that consumes you and makes you go down like the youtube rabbit hole or the tiktok rabbit hole so two popped up in mind when you said tiktok 
cleaning TikTok because I do have OCD and I love cleaning. Just gives me a satisfaction. <laughs> and then another one is I think it's just the reason why I got into TikTok because I was one of those person that was like I'm not gonna download TikTok yeah. and then my best friend got me into it. I think it's the the like um if you're Latino Latina like you can relate to this mm. and like all those funny videos are like how their parents act towards mm-hmm. them and I'm like wow like my Hispanic mom does the same exact thing like that's so funny um so that is definitely my favorite videos and then when it comes to YouTube I'm definitely into lifestyle videos and someone that I'm like really been watching is Tara Michelle she kind of like document her whole life during COVID and she's from Canada but she lived in um California thought her whole life was gonna be California you know, couldn't see her family for a year and realized, like, that's not what I want. And now she's in Canada mm-hmm. just trying to figure it out. And she just, like, explains, like, very, like, a very much rawness in her videos of her yeah. crying, of her going through it. Because a lot of YouTube, you, like, YouTubers you see or people you see, they don't show that. Right. So I really liked how she kind of, like, shows all her, like, struggles. She's mm-hmm. also very productive. So I wish <laughs> to be like her, like, in that sense of her being very productive. So mm-hmm. she's someone that I've been watching a lot. Okay. Do so yeah. you like recommend her to like other people? I would. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she just turned twenty six, so I think she's oh, like wow. also in that realm. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I could definitely like kind of um, resonate with her. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can too. So I like that. That's cool. I thought yeah. you were gonna say she's like twenty something, like twenty. Years no, old. she's actually twenty six. Like, well, like, she I'm, just turned twenty six. No, I, I don't know who she is, but yeah, I maybe mean, I should watch a video because. I remember being 26. That was only last year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was just, like, last year. That was just last year. Yeah. All right, cool. That was a little bit about us, kind of seeing, like, our interests or hobbies, like, who yeah. we are, what makes just us Just a little snippet. Us. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to get into a speed round. We mm-hmm. call it a speed round. It's probably not yeah. going yeah. to be a speed round because we're talkers and we like to talk, you know? Yeah. So, but we have some questions that cover from just, like, politics to some silly things, goals, um, pop culture just yeah. to kind of sh- get a little glimpse of what we're going to be talking about in future podcasts um, yeah. and like kind of the perspectives we bring to that yeah, yeah. alright so first question Ashley okay what Biden policy are you excited for of course politics yeah um, but of course that's the world we live in right now yeah I think I'm excited for the student loan relief sort of policy that mm-hmm. he's coming uh, out yeah, with I agree. Um, I'm just curious to see, you know, what he's going to do with that, how far he can go with that. I know that there are obviously some people in the party who want um, it to be completely just gone. I know that his is a little bit more moderate. Um, So I'm just curious to see where that goes. Yeah. um, Because I have a lot of opinions about the education system in this country. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) Um, Especially higher education. So I'm really excited to see kind of what Mm -hmm. happens with that and how that unfolds. Me too. I I think the same thing. Yeah. I'm a little curious about too. Also, his um, healthcare. Yeah. For so, I like when I was researching about it, I was just very interested because I know there's a lot of opinions about it. About he wants universal healthcare, but you can also still have your private healthcare, mm. and there's a lot of mixed opinions about that. So I'm also very curious to how that will go because yeah, like the as, mechanics of it all. Yeah, because relating back to TikTok, but like <laughs> like they're like Canadians here, and they talk about how like their healthcare system works, mm-hmm. and it's just very interesting to see how different it is, and just to see how he would implement that. Yeah, it, you know, also how far he would take it because there's definitely a lot of mix reactions to that yeah and ideas and there's probably gonna be pushback for all of his policies even within like the democratic party yeah yeah so it it would it's gonna be interesting to see the next four years yeah yeah i agree 
All right, next question. Mm-hmm. Current favorite TV show? And if you don't have a TV show, then a movie. Because I know you don't watch TV that much. Like that. I know. I, like, haven't. All those people are like, oh, I spent quarantine, like, watching TV shows. <laughs> like, no, that was not me. I was too lazy. Um, I'm going to say TV show, movie. A favorite would... Yeah. I'm going to say Wonder Woman, just because we recently watched it and I did cry. It gave me an emotion I haven't felt in a while. Um, there's a beautiful moment where, I mean, beautiful but heartbreaking moment where she has to say goodbye to her lover for the second time and around, like, for the second time. And I think it's a pain that we've all felt. Yeah. I think it's it's another one of those things where you know what you have to do and you don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, like, you have to put all that aside and do it. And it was just, it was so heartbreaking that she had to do it twice. Say goodbye to him twice and, like, yeah. Ugh. I just felt, I felt that pain. I did and, cry in that scene, too. Yeah. Because that is hard, especially when you know, like, what you have to do. But knowing and doing it's it. the whole thing of letting go. Of letting go, yeah. And moving on. Yeah. But it's also this beautiful thing because she lets, both times, like, the first and second time that she had to let go of him, mm-hmm. um, she, she kind of, like, like you could see the new chapter turning because she has a new power right. or like she had to go through that for something new to happen, happen. and i think yeah. that's very relatable to people in life yeah so i really like that moment yeah like the moment when you let go of something mm-hmm. it's when something else pops up or another opportunity yeah. or another relationship or whatever so it's a thing of like holding on for too long yeah. and not letting things happen so when you finally mm-hmm. let it go you're like wow like all these new things and opportunities are happening or mm-hmm. i feel different it's because you let go. Yeah. And I think that's that whole thing behind Wonder Wonder Woman, which is so <laughs> weird, but yeah, that's what like I felt with that. What I, about what about you? Yeah, actually going I think the you said like the last mm-hmm. part. Uh the beauty of art, I think, whether it's movies, a magazine, an article that you read, mm-hmm. a book, whatever, is that it makes you feel something and I think that goes back to like my whole storytelling thing or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is, but as long as it makes you feel something, you know, I think that's, like, the point of it. Yep. Um, and so, for me right now, my <laughs> current, Robin knows this, yeah. uh, binge and love is Bridgerton on yeah. Netflix. And if you I have, mean, I like it, too. If you yeah. have not watched it, I highly, highly <laughs> recommend watching the show. I'm a tad obsessed. I, yeah. It's so good. I think... It's set, like, in the 1800s, and it's, I think, on the surface, it looks like it's something that wouldn't yeah, be, say, yeah, like, applicable, surface, you know, yeah. to life, or that you couldn't relate, because I think we all kind of have an idea of, like, what a woman's life or future yeah. was in the 1800s, but there's a really beautiful spin to, like, the the show, and they incorporate, like, pop music into it, but, like, in yeah. a classical way, yep. um, and there's just a lot of things in certain characters whether it's, like, their monologue or things that they say that are also just very relatable to life. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of things just watching it uh, that I was like, wow, like, I really either have been in that place or I'm in that place and what the words you're saying is speaking to me right now. It was was definitely, like... It was it was a show, but there was the different characters show different, like, storylines and different emotions and different parts of life. So I think that was very beautiful. Like, one character is in love with her best friend, but he's in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one I ca- think has happened to yeah, quite exactly. a lot of one us. One character is, doesn't want anything to do with men, doesn't want anything yes. to do with love. And then, you know, there's two characters that just... What like how like how do I explain Daphne and um and Simon, Simon like without giving too much I mean yeah, like she wants something and he can't give it to her right yeah this whole thing it's about like it. just like different um 
things that they want in a relationship yeah. in a way, but yeah. they have, like, this beautiful friendship, and so it's really interesting. Like, we're getting into, like, the real technical things I yeah. think, of the show. Maybe that's not the intention of the show, but it's really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It has some quality romantic scenes, if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, and some of these actors are not bad to look at, so yeah. Robin knows my, my little crush. Obsession. I would say a little crush. That's all. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Your go-to alcoholic drink. Uh, I feel like that depends on the scene. Yeah, I was gonna and, say that. like, just yeah, it's changed yeah. and evolved over time. It de- definitely has. Yeah, I think right now I love a good red wine. Yeah. That's, like, something that I just enjoy, like, on a just regular weekday or whatever it is. Um, but I guess when I was living in Chile, they have um, – like it's called a piscola, mm-hmm. pisco with uh, spray. It's, it's Coca Cola. Okay, but uh, you can put like ginger ale with it, or okay. you can put spray. Like you can mix it up. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like if it was like a rum and coke kind of thing. Okay, um, at least that's kind of the equivalent. Yeah. It's not the same, but that's kind of what I would uh, equate it to. Yeah. And it's just really good. I like it. Like, I, I, yeah. I haven't found pisco here in the states yet. Yeah, I'm I don't sure think I've like heard I haven't that, seen it. But yeah. uh, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Um. I like wine. I'm not a casual drinker, but I like white wine and I like sweet wine. But sometimes it's just too much for me. It has to be like when I'm in the mood. Um, and then if I'm gonna like go to a bar and like get like drunk or tipsy or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, trying to forget the pain. I get no I'm kidding. Um, I think it would be two. It would be I would always get a vodka lemonade. Okay. I didn't like cranberry, so I would always ask for lemonade. Yeah. Even though sometimes it just, like, dumped the whole vodka bottle in it, and okay. I just can't do that. And um, vodka Red Bull, which I think is, like, a signature drink for a lot of college students. Yeah. But I only, like, got into that, like, when I turned 21, because I was, like, that's disgusting. And right. then I tried it, and I'm, like, wow, this is dangerous. <laughs> like, you do not taste the vodka. But I, had, I definitely had a lot of, like, signature drinks. But I'm also that person that, like, I make the face when I drink it. If it's too strong, I'm like, oh, I cannot finish this. I cannot drink this. Like, I just mm. have to, like, be in the right mindset. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our next question. So what is your word for 2021? Hmm. Um, I don't think I have a word necessarily. Um, I think something that pops out in my head is... It's a phrase, and it's the phrase, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think you can match that with whatever you want. But in my mind, I'm like, it's okay. Obviously, the phrase that we've all heard, it's okay not to be okay. But there's also, it's okay not to get this opportunity. It's okay not to know what what I want to do. It's okay that, you know, I'm feeling this way. I think that's a learning lesson that I think kind of follows you throughout your whole life. I think it's always a reminder, but I think that's the number one thing that has, like, popped into my head for this new year and then I'm going to try to remind myself mm-hmm. what yeah, about you? that's good uh, two words I think pop out mm-hmm. uh, the first is consistency yeah. and vulnerability and those are two things that I think I started in 2020 and it's something that I want to continue into mm-hmm. 2020 yeah. with. I'm normally the type of person this even more yeah, yeah this I'm, year I'm normally the type of person who always have like new year's resolutions or it's like new year new me and like this is yeah it's very much about like closure and like end of things but this is the first oh. time i think mm-hmm. in my life where i'm just like i've built some pretty good things in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic mm-hmm. you know and 
I just want to continue those things and build on those things. Um, yeah, and stay kind of just true to who I am. Yeah. Those go hand in hand, yeah. too. I think that's consistency. I think it's something everyone's learning, too. Yeah. Like, I think you when you hear that word, like, immediately it pops up. It's, like, working out. But, like, it's not just working out. It's also with eating healthy eating healthy relationships yeah. work like exactly. it, it has to do with the whole mm-hmm. with life yeah yeah okay so sweet or savory i sweet but like chocolate specifically not mm-hmm. just like any sweet not a cake or like a candy chocolate chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. that's it just chocolate <laughs> how about you um i'm definitely like right in the middle because i'm that person that like dunks a nugget in a frosty so like <laughs> true story yeah or like french fries or anything um i'm definitely like right in the middle just because i don't really like crave that much of a sweet stuff Mm -hmm. like sometimes things are way too sweet for me and everyone's like how is this sweet to you um and salty like too salty is just i don't i'm not a fan of so i think i'm right in the middle it's a balance Mm -hmm. it's a good balance cool Mm -hmm. all right we're getting to the end best piece of advice given i think in my 22 years of life but I'm gonna talk about I think like being in my teens and till now um one of the things that I really try to follow was love yourself first and my always goal like was to be happy and I think coming you know listening to all the advice for that you know other people asking me for advice I think the one thing that I've learned so I don't think it's like a piece of advice that I've been given but I think it's something that I've learned from everything is you're not going to be ready to apply everything that everyone's told you and everything you've learned until you're ready you can listen and listen and retain it or you can let it out but you're not going to be ready to apply it to yourself until you're ready until you say okay I want to be happy okay so then you have to make the steps to be happy Mm because if you say I want to be happy and you don't do anything then it's not really any it, it, it didn't work for you yeah so i think it's the whole concept of applying it when you're ready yeah that's i totally second that mm-hmm. and that's not like my answer to that question i mean it kind of it's similar but mm-hmm. i do think that i always say you can tell some someone something true blue in the face yeah. it doesn't matter because unless they're ready to change and to take action yeah there's nothing you could do or say to yeah. ever make them do any of those things yeah so yeah i totally agree Best piece of advice given. Um, I've had some pretty great, like, mentors and just, um, I don't know, deep conversations with people. Mm-hmm. So, actually, one piece that a boss had told me was um, my former boss, which I love her. I respect her so much. She just told me, make sure you have your boundaries. And yeah. I th- she was talking in a way, in a professional setting at the time, but I think that can be applied to everything yeah, in I life. Agree. Um, even with yourself sometimes. Just having those boundaries is really important. I'm not, like saying I'm an expert at it but it's something that I am trying to do um as I get older I think it's super important for just mental and and learning about it yeah and then the the one thing I think or the biggest one that I've learned is you know you are on your own timeline yes right oh definitely I think this is something everyone struggles with yeah I think we all struggle with comparison and comparing ourselves and especially with social media it's just so easy to like open an app and just see someone like pretty much living the life you know that you've wanted or whatever but they've also probably worked really really hard for that life for a very long time and so you have to just be conscious of the fact that you're starting where you're at no matter what age that is but that's all part of your timeline and that's okay and kind of trusting the process and that's something that I'm reminding myself 
every single day. They just trust kind of where I'm at and trust, you know, the timing of your life. Yeah. As one Pinterest probably quote yeah, said. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I think that's something that we have to remind ourselves and we forget mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's not going to happen overnight either for some people, for other people in May, you know. I think it's just a whole, it's another thing of reminding yourself that. But, you know, things happen. Life happens too. Yeah. Um, so this moves on to our final question. What is our hope, hopes, or goals um, for those chicas, our podcast? Uh, so we probably obviously have very similar goals and hopes for it because obviously we wouldn't have started this if we didn't. Um, but I'm probably going to speak to like one part of it and you will to the other. Going back to the whole, you know, uh, representation in different spaces and whatnot, uh, I think that as two Latinx, you know, women in our 20s and different stages in our 20s, I think we bring like a different perspective um, based on just our life experience. And, you know, my hope is that when people are listening to the podcast, whether we're talking about politics, whether we're talking about some sort of lifestyle, whether it's relationships, friendships, whatever it is, that they can see, you know, some part of themselves reflected in that, right? They're like, oh, like that was my childhood too growing up. Or my mom says the same exact thing, you know, or I struggle with the same thing because of my, you know, being first generation and my parents coming here and going through their certain struggles that affected, you know, the way I view certain thing in life. And so I'm really excited for, you know, just other Latinx women, men too, like come listen to the podcast, you know, Um, and or just other first gens out there, you know, to listen and to just feel seen and heard and hopefully build a community out of it. I think that would be really great to create almost a space for, you know, the community to to feel seen, heard, a safe Mm -hmm. space too. How about you? So um, the whole, when I think about it, I think the word that comes out to me is listening. In one aspect, listening is that we're able to tell our story. And then the second part of it is that there's other people listening to us. And I think this is, like, the chain, I guess, to start the conversation. I think it doesn't necessarily only have to happen within our community. And it has to happen in other communities as well. But I think this is something that has kind of popped out and kind of... Like how you spoke earlier about representation. There's not much representation. People need to listen to what we have to say. Um, and I think it's also very, also important for us to listen to other people as well, to have mm. those conversations and to keep them going. Right. So uh, maybe someone will change something about their life. Because I know both of us have listened, heard people, and reflected on ourselves. Um, and I know other people have listened to us and probably changed their lifestyle. But it's just like... There's more people out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like they changed something, and I think that's the end goal too yeah of this it's all of that kind of combined yeah exactly great well i think that concludes our Our first episode yes Mm -hmm. well thank you so much for listening follow us on instagram that's where we're going to be posting about next week's episode Episode. and future episodes Mm -hmm. um some behind the scenes stuff yeah we'll probably take polls eventually it'll just be really fun so if you have a you know a minute go on there it's those uh chicas podcast you can also probably find it in the description yeah and thank you so much for listening Mm -hmm. i am ashley and i am robin and we are those Those Chicas. chicas bye ciao